All right, welcome back. Figuring our four back in action. Yay. We have taken a little bit of time off. We have. Off. In fact, we took so time, so much time off, I don't even know if I remember how to do this. Yeah, we're going to have to relearn the process. <laughs> I think it'll all come back to you, though, because you're awesome. Yeah, that's weird. Okay. okay, let's keep going. All right, hey, um, let's tell everybody what's been going on a little bit while we've been absent, because I think it's been two months. Since November. Was it really? Was November the last one we put out? Yeah. Yeah. Was it the whole month of December? We didn't put one out in December? I thought we did. No. No, we didn't. Wow. Or January. Or February. Wow. Because it's like now March 1st. But we've had a lot going on. You changed we your dog? We have for the third time this year. Yeah, that's right. You're doing your, um, like we're in tax season right now and you told me the other day that you have three different three W-2s. Three different W-2s. <laughs> You're like, why is it taking you so long? Wow. Well, I got to get all this stuff together because yeah. this is my third job. And let me just say, I'm so glad you are in Texas because I have no idea. Yeah, I don't think I really know what I'm doing either. Well, it's funny. We haven't been arrested yet, so. Well. We're okay. Because <laughs> it's, it's coming. I don't, even know what to, I don't even know what to say. Okay. But you've had a job change. You've got new shifts, so you're doing like three 12-hour days, which is cool because you've got a lot of time. Like, you've got more yeah. time off now than yes. you've ever had in the past. So that's, that's really good because usually you only had Saturdays. Right. Off, if right. that, because we were in church all day on Sunday, yeah. so that didn't Unless really count. Unless I said Saturdays really are Saturdays are not much. off. So now that you have these like three and four days linked up together, you're like, well, I want to do stuff. I know you're like, I'm out. I'm going to Athens. I'm going to see say. Like literally, Abby said to me <laughs> day before yesterday, she was like, Mom, every time you have a day off doesn't mean you have to leave us. <laughs> I know you're like, okay, I got three days off in February. I'm going to Biloxi with Mama. <laughs> No, that's in March. Oh, that, oh yeah. That, see, that's a true example. I'm not joking. Like, that is for real. Like, look, four days off think, in a row, I'm going to Biloxi. I know. And the other day, I said to you, look, I have worked hard yes. for a long time. You just... You, so, you and just, I don't do, like, girls' trips. And you deserve to go play the slots so every, every now, now and then. then. I mean, we don't have to keep bringing that one specific <laughs> example. Like, I'm going one time, but... Also, I like went to Athens to spend the night with Say, and that was so much fun. And I think I'm going again like next week, unless (laughs) she tells me, Mom, Mom, you're not coming. (laughs) Who's gonna be like the only freshman that's like, Mom, quit coming? (laughs) Who's the real winner in all this, Savannah? When you have four days off, I'm coming. (laughs) I'm gonna be up and Except that she's gotta figure out how do I tell Mom without hurting. Yeah, how do I approach that? Okay, but we also took a vacation. Real quick, say well, you oh. can tell me, like totally, oh you can gosh. tell me if you listen say to this. Just know, say anyway, doesn't okay, listen, listen to these podcasts. She she's does. Not, I think no, she does. She's so. one of our loyal she's, followers. She's like, oh my gosh, they put out another one. <laughs> she has to listen to make sure we don't say anything embarrassing about them. That is true. So is see, true. she's listening. So again, say you can tell me, mom, don't come. Say loves it because you take her out to dinner and, and shopping, shopping, and all that and kind of stuff. And grocery shopping. Yes, but we also took vacation. And we went up. We did? We have. Uh, since our... In January. Uh, yeah. It was right over the, like, yeah, we break. we haven't even podcasted since. No. So yeah. we went up to Boston and then to New York and then Vermont. And Vermont. Like, and we just, were totally just oof. taking over the Northeast. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was it a was lot. so much fun. A lot Boston fun. is one of our favorite, favorite cities. If you've never been there, we definitely recommend yeah, it's, that as a it's our. It's vacation. one of our favorite cities. It's, like, your favorite city, though. Like you yeah, are like. What are you saying? It's not. Well, I mean, it's it's great, but you love it. Yeah, I like love you it. really but like it. But what's funny is that for the longest time, like way back when, before we could afford to take trips, you're always like, I want to go to Boston. I want to yeah, go to true. Boston. And I was like, Boston. Why am I going to go to that's Boston? That's true. Because I want the history stuff. Yeah, 
which mm-hmm. you know for Ooh. me and now i'm watching not a history buff i'm watching this john adams documentary and Is i was like huh Wait, he was he a president? <laughs> well, the documentary should clue you in on that. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far. <laughs> I don't know. I know. We were just saying the other day. Because I was watching that game show, and the guy could, name, could name all, all the, the presidents. presidents. And okay. there's only 45. And I, I was like, literally, you could say, was so-and-so a president. I have no idea. And if it wasn't in the last 10 years, I don't know that I would All know. I know is that he was in the he was in Boston. So there you go. He was like yeah. the representative from oh, Boston. So that, like you're seeing like the old I'm Boston. Old, yes. So it's really cool. Like I should have watched that before we went because yeah. now I'm like, like well, we could go back. Yeah, we'll go back. I'm yeah. sure we will. I'm glad you're watching but, that documentary without me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> um, but there's a video on Facebook if anybody yeah. wants to check it out. Oh, Savannah and also, did it. Vermont was amazing. Yeah, and Vermont just was like cool. the movies, like picturesque with the yeah little except it homes. was winter. Well, yeah, that makes it even yeah. more like yeah. I mean, it was it was sweet. good. We oh, went but remember you, you took that road off the course, and we almost we, that was a fight. That <laughs> <laughs> was a fight. <laughs> we almost got stuck I on didn't a win dirt that road, fight, which is unusual. <laughs> no, I had to turn around and backtrack. <laughs> yeah, not a good. Yeah, you don't want to rent a car in the winter in Vermont and not be comfortable with driving in yeah, extreme and, weather. And we were driving one of those little electric, not yes. electric, but hybrid. Yeah, so it's tiny. Anyway, so there's a video on Facebook Savannah put together for us. Uh, we also had the marriage retreat, which was awesome. We took 40 couples from our church off on a marriage retreat, and we spent the whole weekend just learning how to be kind to one another. And 40 really... couples is a lot of people because, like, if yeah. we were trying to, like, or I was trying to, like, gauge, like, for gift prizes and, and gift bags, like, oh, 40. But then you got to multiply that times two. So that's 80. That's, 80 that's a people. lot of people. It was. And we had so such the fun. best time. Anyway, yeah. we should put that out on the podcast later on so that people know when the next one's coming up so that other people can join us. And maybe if somebody's listening to this podcast and they want to jump on board with it, they could. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh, one other cool thing that happened since last time. Say actually sung at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. Behind Sarah Brightman in a choir. She had the opportunity with... I think 12 students from UGA, 12 students from Georgia State, and then I think there was another college, Clayton, maybe. I'm Clayton, not sure. yeah, I think they had two. A couple of students yeah. um, that are in the music program or yeah. involved in the music. So Say called us and was like, I don't know. I don't know this Sarah Brightman. We didn't know Sarah Brightman, yeah. but evidently she's a big deal, like well, worldwide. She's like world-renowned soprano, yeah. soprano yeah, singer. So, one of the top five classical artists or something yeah. like that. And yeah. she was um, Christine. In oh yeah, she was the Phantom. original Christine and yeah. Phantom. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, she's on a world world tour. Yeah. So say I got to go sing in South Carolina behind her, and then in, at the Fox. And say was like, should I do this? And we're like, yeah, she get to sing yeah. on the Fox at the on the stage. Like she's been Fox. backstage at the Fox, like in the little dressing room. Yeah. Like she was like, yeah, we had like a dressing. So like dressing we rooms. were just the proud parents. We loved every minute of it, and got in trouble for taking too many pictures because you're not supposed to take pictures. Yeah, which I think is funny because they tell you not to take pictures, and I respect that. But the but it was over. Like literally, she had left. It the was stage, over, and the choir was still yes. up there. And I'm trying to take a picture of Say. So it's over. I pull my phone up. I didn't even realize you're not even beside me at this. I point. had run down front to take more. You're like close pictures. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm that dad in the pot in the pit right down below. Which is great, but I'm like and they got here, onto me. There are literally cameras snapping all around me, all like over the place. flashes. Yeah. So I just pull mine up, zoom in on say like Sarah Brightman is not up there. You can't even tell it's the Fox stage. 
and Let's I take tell, one picture. One, one picture. Let's tell tell everybody because I told everybody on Sunday, but tell them the rest of the story. You took that one picture, and the guy came up to you yeah. and told you what? He said, "Ma'am, I'm gonna need to see you delete that from your phone." Oh, he uh, made excuse you. me. Is that is that even legal? Because <laughs> like, oh my one, gosh, that's. I mean, really, I didn't have to turn my phone back on and delete that. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. But with the, I think, I think the best part of that story is that Mimi, your mom, leaned over <laughs> and was like, "Boo!" Yeah. Well, Boo. and during this time, Sarah Brightman has made her way back on the stage yeah. for the encore, and Mimi's booing. <laughs> yeah, Mimi's <laughs> booing. It. So I was like, Mimi, it's okay. So I deleted the picture, although I did think for a moment. Maybe I won't delete the picture. Yeah, but what, you then, knew, what are you going to do? You knew that I was up they there taking a like, picture. No, so. I didn't. I just don't even know where you were. I was. Oh, yeah, you came you back that. at this yeah. point. And then what's funny is when you come back, you're all bebopping back like, yeah. hey, I got lots of pictures. <laughs> what? <laughs> the one you took. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's take it away. That but it was me. But I can never break the rules. This is why I don't, I, this is why I don't like to break the rules. No, well. What when you don't yeah. ever break the rules anyway? That's what I'm saying. This is why I don't. Because <laughs> you so get the caught. One time I do, I get caught and get in trouble. How cool would it like have been though, if you had been ushered out of the Fox Theater, like in Savannah? Because so, Savannah could see I the crowd. Would that would have been so. Yeah. No, she would have been mortified. She would have. Yeah. She might have been like, "Go, mom." <laughs> women's, <laughs> women's rights. Women rule. Girl power. <laughs> Girl power. Yeah, that's what she would have liked. <laughs> okay, so all that to say, sorry we've taken a lot a long break, but there has been, gosh, it seems like every weekend there's been something going on, or Shannon had to work a weekend shift, that kind of thing. So anyway, we're glad to be back. So here's a big question for today. Does marriage get better? Yes. Like a lot of people have that question, why do I get why should I get tied down? Don't people get bored with marriage? Don't people get bored with each other? Blah blah blah. And I definitely think there's a, there's seasons of that. Yes. And then number two, the other question that we're going to answer is, what's the secret? And we have the secret. We have the secret. So stay (laughs) tuned. Here we go. You ready to jump in? Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Okay. (laughs) Hey, guys. We're Jimmy and Shannon McElrath, and we're in our 20th year of marriage. And while we certainly don't know it all, and we're still learning, here's a few things we figured out along the way. This podcast is all about helping families go further. Each episode is going to focus on one important topic. And what we've learned in our family of four. These are the things that have helped us improve, and we want to share them with you. So, welcome to Figuring Our Four. Okay, so here's the background to where we're going with this podcast, is I think that we're all idealistic when we get married, right? Like, I mean, well, yeah, you, of course. It's the honeymoon like phase yeah you got on those you know you always you always tell me that I have on my I still have on my rose colored glasses and I appreciate that I always thank God for rose colored glasses (laughs) but you know you're just so like things are going to be rosy and perfect in fact it's funny because I give a test to to couples before they get married and everybody's questions are always like we're never going to fight things are going to be so great marriage is going to fix everything and then I got to be the one to bring this down the hammer it's like no actually yeah like it's like a crack in a bridge that when a, you know, it's, it's like when a semi rolls over it, it just exposes that crack a little bit more. Um, well, that does that make really sense? Depressing. It I does. Mean, <laughs> that's a bad illustration. I read that in a book somewhere. Oh gosh. <laughs> but it makes sense. Like it, the the small problems mm-hmm. that may be little cracks. Like when you get married, what happens is it just kind of it brings those things to light. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of exposes mm-hmm. those weaknesses. Um, but you know, there's this thing like between five and ten years. 
-hmm. in marriage, things start to change. And most of the time, it's because jobs change, finances change. You have kids. Oh my gosh, kids. Kids change everything. A big part of it. So the earliest years are definitely the most difficult. And the highest, what they found is that it is the highest probability of divorce is when that is in in the early years. Is in those early years. Now, not many, many people divorce in year one. Um, you know, most people stick it out for that first year, but after year one, there is a decline mm-hmm. sometimes in marriage. And I started thinking about this, and I think that for us, you know, for year one and those early years, it was hard. I think for for us, I think a lot of it had to do with the maturity that we were so young. Yeah. We didn't didn't know. I think the fact that we survived year one, we were like, yes, yes. we can't do this. <laughs> I think that was I think that was a lot on your end too. Like surviving Jimmy, yes. Yeah. I can do this. I can work through no. this. <laughs> yes. No, I just think a lot of it was like immaturity and not knowing how to fight with one another. I think that's yes. a huge thing is like yeah. But like, then again I started thinking about it and I'm like, even if we were to try to get married right now, being forty two, mm-hmm. like that first year would still be difficult because even though we're not immature, we're stuck in our ways, kind of. You know, like yeah. as you get older, like it may even be, may even be harder, different, yeah, different I don't, set of. We don't know, but whatever the case, young, old, whatever, yeah. that first year, the first couple years are very hard. I hate to say it, but what happens is what they find is that a lot of marriages do kind of decline in quality a little bit. Not all of them, but some of them do, okay? And the problem is is that they don't make it past those early years to find that it actually gets better. And that's that's where we're going with today's podcast, okay? okay? So, like, if you're in those early years and things are going hard and it feels like you're in this decline, okay? There was this study that was led by the sociology uh, sociologist Paul Amato. I doubt I'm saying his name right. It looks right. Yeah, it looks right. Well, we're reading it right here. Paul Amato. He debunked the claim that most marriages are destined to be unhappy. Because a lot of people, they enter into marriage and they think it's like that married with children. You remember that TV show, Married with Children? Yeah. Like that Bundy character, the main guy, like he was always like, it just, it painted such a bleak picture of marriage. Okay. So that's kind of what people, um, kind of what people feel is what marriage turns into. Um. But what they did was they did this 20-year study of 1,617 spouses, okay? And they did it. Which is an odd. It is an odd number. Yeah, why not just get those three more to round? <laughs> why don't you just round them up? <laughs> or maybe they did have we three. not get three more couples. Maybe Come they on. did have three, and they're like, we're out. 20 maybe. years, okay. that's a long time. I don't right. know. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's okay. true. 19, they went from 1980 to 2000, okay? This is the longest-running detailed study on marriage. So... What they did was instead of focusing on the divorces and what caused the divorce, what they did with this study is they focused on the marriage um, and what caused that marriage to last. Mm. So it was kind of it was kind of interesting. It was like a yeah. shift because everybody wants to know like why did you get divorced? What's like what are secret? the problems? Yeah. What are the problems of marriage that caused divorce? No, I'm saying what is the secret for making it last? Well, and that's what that's yeah, what I know. and that's what's cool because they actually did that yeah. over a long time. So they measured three common characteristics: happiness shared activities, and the discord that people have with each other. Mm-hmm. And it changed over, all of those things changed over time for those people who stayed married and didn't get divorced. And what they found, and I thought it was so interesting, is that marital quality actually improved. Okay, so what they said was, 
although it might decline initially, mm-hmm. that five to ten years, whatever that time period, you know, you, you hear that seven-year itch that we've talked about before. Yeah. Although it declined initially, what happened is that it improved drastically after year 20. Oh, and we're coming up on your... No, we are. We're in year we're 20. We're in year 20. Yes. We made it. <laughs> Smooth sailing from here on out. I love that I momentarily forgot. <laughs> yeah, that we yeah. That's <laughs> weird because <laughs> normally I'm the one that forgets. <laughs> but the shared activities and things around that 20-year mark, they increased. Dinner out, visiting friends, yeah. vacations, all that kind of stuff. Now... They also said that there's honest evaluation with this was that the study was based on average. Um, some people did stay in poor marriages, of course, you know, and nothing got better. But what they saw was that the people that stuck it out, that kept pushing forward, that the troubled marriages actually improved over time. Most of them did. Mm-hmm. Okay, studies found that most people are happy after 20, 30, and 40 years. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's great. Like people need to hear that. People need to understand that, you, you know, even if it's going rough now, there is something to be said to being faithful, mm-hmm. you know, and sticking sticking through it and keep pushing forward. Um, this morning I was with a, our youth group. I do a study with our youth group, and I asked them. I was like, "Who is the happiest person in your life? Like, who brings you joy?" Mm-hmm. And everybody kind of sat there and thought about it. And then one of our guys, Trey, he said, "My grandparents." And everybody else, and then somebody else at the table like, yeah, my grandparents are the happiest people I know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I mean, think about my grandparents. And you know how much I love my grandma Richter. Like, that marriage that they had, mm-hmm. like, later on, it was so amazing. And it was so cool. So, you see that, you know, like, there's something that happens for older couples yeah. later on in life that just makes things so much better. So, I guess what I wanted to share, and I kind of came to Shannon with this, and was like, I just read this article, I want to kind of explain it, is I want that to give you hope. Mm-hmm. Like, stick it out. Remain faithful. I think God honors that. Yeah. And also, let me give a disclaimer, though. When, when we are reading through this, of course, there are some moments that you shouldn't stick it out. If you're in an abusive relationship or infidelity, don't keep yourself in those harmful situations. I definitely agree with harmful. Now, infidelity. Infidelity. I don't think we can say don't stick it out because there are definitely... Well, no. And as a pastor, I wouldn't say don't stick it out with infidelity. But what I'm trying to say is I guess like a continued infidelity or things where people are not remorseful. They're not moving forward. You know, those kind of things. Those harmful situations. Right. In a harmful situation. But don't give up so easy because what I think is... I think we tend to want to trade in, and I mm-hmm. think it's a product of our society. We trade in too quickly. Mm-hmm. We give up very quickly. I think it's like that with anything. It's like our iPhones. Like, we trade them in mm-hmm. very, very quick. We, you know, I mean, as soon as the price goes up on our direct TV, like, we'll change that for another right. company well, where I we think can that, get a better situation, or we feel like there's a better situation out there. Right, and I think that, like, when you hear that with the, with marriages, I think, or even relationships, you know, the relationship moves past that, um, you know, the phase where you're like pounding heart and you're fl- butterflies yeah. and stuff. So mm-hmm. you move past that and it's almost like you, you feel like you need or want that again. So I'm not getting that here. So maybe I need to look. Right. I need to look to somewhere else. else that can, yeah. When really loving is a choice, those feelings right. are a choice right. that you have to choose to make right. daily. Um, but also like for those people that are in that you're hearing us talk about this, and you're like, okay, so there is hope, but it's 20 years away. 
or you know like we're in year five well i don't think it's 20 years away necessarily. no that's what i wanted to say yeah oh, okay. go unpack that like what well you no you can unpack it because i don't I, I well i'm just saying yes it yeah you're right like 20 years is not necessarily the magic number like exactly it, it may be different for somebody else it may be 15 years 12 years whatever past that yeah initial and also if that 20 years let's just say that is the mark mm-hmm. i don't know that's what the study said so if that 20 years is the mark do you know like how fast 20 years i mean i know that sounds like a long time but i mean it really goes by right and it, like when you're there looking back you're like how did we get here so fast yeah i mean if if you live to be 80 i mean that's a I mean, that's a short life i i hope but that's that's only a quarter mm-hmm. you still have three-fourths of your life or whatever there's three-fourths of your life around right. that or you still have you know, 20 years, if I got married when I'm 20 and 20 years later is 40, I've still got half of my life left. Right. That's better. Right. So. Well, and I keep thinking about like couples that have been married, like that are celebrating their 50th and they're, you know, like yes. we just celebrate our 20th. So we're not even at the halfway point of yes. like what, what I hope we yeah. reach one day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, yeah, absolutely. So how can, okay. So hearing that, knowing that it gets better in 20 years, like what oh, do we. And really quick, ooh, I do yes. want to say. I don't feel like 20 years was our magic mark. Like, I feel like we... Ooh, what would you say is our magic mark? Well, I don't know that I want to put a number on it, <laughs> but I feel like for... I didn't really think about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like this year we were suddenly like, hey, this is wonderful. Nah. Because I feel like we reached that before. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like I I, it's that, hard for me to, like, put a yeah. finger on it. Like, when... Yeah, so I'm just saying that to yeah. say that when if 20 years seems like a long time, I don't necessarily think that... You know, I just think it's been like a gradual incline yes. up to that. Yes, and I do definitely think it was kind of like you know that first year and stuff like it went. You know, it was it was tough. That and first that... year it went downhill fast. <laughs> so glad we can laugh about it. That's right, it's y'all. That's right. But we're here now. We're here to stay. So what do we do in the what do we do what do we do in the waiting? Like what do we do in that like. Let's let's talk to the couples right now that are that are in that year five. They're in that seven year itch. They're year ten, like, and it just seems like what do we do to get there? Here's the one secret key that will keep that can keep your marriage together and make it better. One thing that has proven, you know, you can read these top ten lists of things to do. This is the one thing that is almost one hundred percent proven effective. Here it is: pray together. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree. That's and it. that's the secret. I know, like you're waiting for something like big. It's it's I think just that, that simple. Well, it's simple, but it's not so simple for everybody. It's not that. Yeah, I mean, you're it, right. it is. I think it's a very intimate thing. It is. So you know, there. I think there. You know, absolutely. And it may not be the first thing for everybody to, to think about. To. Yes. yes. So Psalm one forty five eighteen says, "The Lord is close to everyone who prays to Him and to all who truly." Oh, wait, hold on, I read that wrong. Psalm 145, 18. <laughs> the Lord is close to everyone who prays to him, to all who truly pray to him. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to that Ecclesiastes, like if you're truly praying to God, like he's going to be close to you. And it goes back to that Ecclesiastes verse where it talks about the uh, three strands mm-hmm. in a cord aren't easily broken. Like if you're strand one, I'm strand two, who's the third one? That's God. When we bring him in, then it's not easily right. broken at all. So Andy Stanley uh, says that couples that pray together stay together. Dr. Phil, who I wouldn't put like as a theological expert up there, you know? I don't know. I mean, maybe he maybe. is. But even he says 
that the divorce rate for people who pray together is one in 10,000. One wow. in 10,000. So that's a 99 point whatever percent chance that you stay together if you pray together. Yeah. So that's amazing. Just just thinking about that one simple thing that we can do. So I, I started, so we were talking about this today and it was like, okay, so what do we do? Like if that's the key, praying together, what are some little simple steps to help us because maybe we're not praying together and maybe we should like what are some of the simple steps we can do so we taught uh we went and we found focus on the family gives top seven topics when it comes to praying together Mm -hmm. and here they are so maybe you can jot these down and think about these and talk about these as a couple number one take the time to talk about prayer needs Mm -hmm. like when you're praying together like what do you want to pray about specifically for yeah uh, well and I think, in your marriage or other marriages or other people right and other people and yeah I think so and I definitely think too just like in our day-to-day when when I see things that maybe you are stressed about or you see things that I'm stressed about I mean you just yeah can know when we pray together those are things I need to absolutely yeah up, you know? and that so keeps you in a prayerful attitude right. all day yeah I think so so number one take the time to talk about your prayer needs number two pick a specific time to pray Yes, and I would like to say here, I recommend at nighttime before you go to sleep. Yes. Because they say you should not go to sleep on your anger, right? Right. Okay. Just don't let the sun go down. So. It's hard to do. I said they, like they. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they said that. They but said okay. that. Um, but what, what I mean by that, or what I wanted to say to that is, I think that it's very difficult to stay mad at your spouse or for me because that's the time that we have chosen Mm -hmm. is before we go to sleep we pray together um so if anytime i'm angry during the day at you and occasionally that happens not (laughs) often not often because i mean come on yeah i know you're perfect and great (laughs) and i'm so thankful for you no truly but occasionally you can be irritating yes (laughs) so that you chose that word And so at night, I don't want to go to sleep irritated. Right. And so So sometimes I am, and you're always so good. You never let a day go by. Even if I'm away, a lot of times you'll call me so that we can pray together on the phone. Oh, that's so cool. I know. Forgot that I'd done that. that, And I think that's so (laughs) wonderful because you do not let that pass. And I think that's great. And because. Even when I am irritated, it's very hard to stay irritated when you're talking to God. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. It's, you, you can't, I mean, that's, yeah. Can't I that. will say that sometimes when I'm irritated and you're like, can we pray for a moment? It just makes me more irritated. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't choose that as your prayer time. As soon as somebody's mad, you're like, yeah. oh, wait, let's, let's stop pray. and pray. They're <laughs> no, not, that, no, that you need to take a minute. Yes. <laughs> But pick it, you know, and it may not be at night for for you, right, for you but you know, whatever but I do that think time that's a is. Good time. Yes. Number three, don't be upset if you miss a day. Right. That's important too because sometimes we get legalistic, you know, and it kills the mood. Right. If you're just like, we have to pray at this time every day, and doggone it, we haven't prayed in three days, so just forget it. Right. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. That's not going to get you anywhere. Uh, number four thing is decide who does what. You know, and sometimes, yeah. I mean, generally, generally I pray, whatever, but then we'll say, you know, do you want to pray tonight? You right. know, we'll kind of swap back and forth right. over who prays yeah. in the evening. Um, number five says start where you're both comfortable. 
Because right now, we may be talking to people, and they're like, I've never I've never prayed out loud. Right. Again, that's what I was saying when we said earlier. Yeah. It seems simple, but it's not necessarily simple for everybody. Start with a, two sentences. Right. Say, God, I love you. Bless our marriage. Let us have a good day tomorrow. You know, and amen. I mean, just start off very simple and let it build from there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, set a time limit. That was number six. I thought yeah. that was good. I think that's good for you. <laughs> Because, again, you like to pray before we go to bed. And sometimes... Was like, like, I'm like, amen, and she was like... You said this the other day, what? which I thought was funny. Like, you prayed the same thing that you had prayed at the beginning of the prayer. Oh, did I? Which I'm always like, we already said that. <laughs> we got that covered. <laughs> but let's cover it again, just to be sure. <laughs> so sometimes I'm just like, wrap go. it up. I know. Because we know you love to talk. I do. And God is a good <laughs> listener. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's good. I like that. You love to talk. Your God's a good listener. I gotta. Yeah, that's quotable. <laughs> so set a time limit. That's good. Don't try to. Yeah. Don't try to do a ten minute whatever at night. You yeah. just end up falling asleep. And number <laughs> number seven. Don't preach in your prayer. Yeah. I thought that was good. Like, don't be in your prayer starting more stuff. Right. Yeah, yes. It's not the time to like it's, to focus on faults or things that may have irritated. Please help Jimmy to stop clipping his toenails. That's gross. And I wish in the would, bathroom. I think that's the second podcast I, we talked about your toenails. And I think it's gross. What? Yeah, I think last time. Seriously? Talking uh-huh. about your quirks. It's crazy. <laughs> Again, that podcast is coming. I like, I'm going to see if I can bring it up Quirky. in every podcast. Yes. So those are seven good things just to consider. Um, I don't know. Go back and review those seven things and maybe just pick a couple of those to focus on when it comes yeah. to praying together. But at, at the end of the day, gosh, it's been 30 minutes. We've been going oh, pretty well with this. For those of you who are struggling, uh, five, seven years in, whatever, what we would just encourage you to hang on hang on god is faithful to those who are faithful to him and to each other and in the meantime right now learn to pray together and see if that doesn't strengthen your marriage it will so we hope you enjoyed our episode here of figuring our four and if you did man please give us a five-star review and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a single week and maybe even tell your friends about us And we're available on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. See you soon. Thanks for listening. No, talk to you soon. (laughs) Yeah, they're not seeing us. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I got nothing. I got to come up with a good tagline. We probably have nobody left listening to us. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. (laughs) Whatever. We have a loyal fan base that are tuning in. Those two people? (laughs) They will be super excited about our new podcast. (gasps) Whatever. Lacey Reagan is going to be so excited that we're going to be excited. Yeah, she is a loyal fan. Oh, thank you, Lacey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we have three loyal followers. We have three loyal followers. I don't know. I I think I'm hungry. I'm not thinking very well. Yeah. I think it's time for lunch. Yes. Oh, we're going to try. This is something, I don't know, we, this won't even say in the podcast, but what we've decided to do is on Fridays when we have our day off together, mm-hmm. we're going to go try a the diff- latest or a different diff- Mexican restaurant in Columbus. We, we should let different. people know how they go. <gasps> Ooh, that we should do. Of, that could yeah. be a podcast in and of itself. Yes, it will. So stay tuned.